Welcome. This is Crime Noir, a true crime podcast telling our stories. And I'm your host, Candace, and this is Case 3, The Disappearance of Selena Jeanette Hayes. Welcome back to Crime Noir. Today's topic was a listener request, and I encourage you guys to send me suggestions. I'm currently in the pursuit of cases that deal with black men, and I take any and all suggestions. It can be an unsolved murder, or a disappearance, or a solved case that didn't get the recognition you feel it deserves. You can tweet me your suggestions at CrimeXNoir. My Instagram is CrimeNoirThePodcast. I even have a Facebook page that I'd be willing to take suggestions as well. Um, I also encourage you guys to email me at crimenoirthepodcast at gmail.com. So let's just get into today's case. I had never heard of this case prior to it being suggested to me, which is shocking to me because it should have been national news. So before I get started, I'd like to just give a disclaimer. Although this podcast does not have explicit language, it does talk about violence and potential sexual abuse of a minor. So I'd just like to give a little trigger warning that listener discretion is advice. Selena Mays is a biracial girl, woman now, she's still out there. She disappeared from Willingboro, New Jersey on December 12, 1996. At the time of her disappearance, she was 12 years old and she was nine months pregnant. She was due on December 26, 1996. She was last seen on December 15, 1996 at approximately 11 p.m. She went to bed at her aunt's house on Crestview Drive in Willingboro, New Jersey. The next morning, her father, C.J. Mays, went to check on her where she was supposed to be sleeping. He then discovered her missing and pillows were placed under her blankets in the bed to make it seem like she was still in bed and there was no additional signs of her. She left behind her possessions to include her prenatal vitamins, her purse, amongst other things. And to me, y'all, that's a red flag because at nine months pregnant, you need your ID, you need your vitamins, you need to be able to get in contact with somebody if you go into labor. Prior to her disappearance, she lived with her dad, her stepmom, and some other relatives Her father was an accountant slash bookkeeper for the Gospels of Christ Ministries, which is located in Mount Holly, New Jersey. Um, There, his sister, Sarita Smith, was the pastor of the church, and the Mays family was just heavy in the church. Um, Selena was homeschooled in a very strict Christian environment. So the church Selena attended, Gospel of Christ Ministries, had several complaints from former members in the 1990s. They were accused of having cult-like practices such as brainwashing techniques. It's unclear if the allegations that these former members uh, alleged are connected to Selena's case. But our aunt Sarita has accused ex-members of hiding Selena. There's been a lot of speculation on the dad, y'all, but I'ma just let y'all come to your own conclusions. Her dad believes that her disappearance was planned, um... Her dad had been threatening to have paternity tests performed to learn the identity of her unborn child's father. Police say he's been uncooperative in her disappearance. They have lost touch with him in the years since she disappeared, which personally makes me side-eyed, but we'll get to there. Another relative of Selena supports CJ's theory. 
in which she just disappeared because she wanted to. The dad also believes that Selena may have died from an amateur abortion. Selena's mother, Lynn Marie Vital, died of a brain aneurysm in 1994, two years before Selena disappeared. Lynn and CJ never married and allegedly had a very tumultuous relationship with some domestic violence, allegedly. CJ was a musician when he met Lynn, and he admits that he had a drug and alcohol problem. At the time, Lynn was an exotic dancer, and she was addicted to drugs. But she was able to overcome her addiction before she died. She got a job as a school custodian in Palmyra, New Jersey. There was a custody battle over Selena, which got extremely ugly when Lynn died. Um, CJ and her mom's side of the family just went at it. Before Selena permanently moved with her dad, she did stay with some of her mom's friends. And both sides of the family accuse each other of currently hiding Selena, which is like strange. Two days before Selena disappeared, she went to see her doctor. Her doctor said she was an emotionally mature child and never saw any issues or anything like that. Selena never ID'd her child's father. She did tell her doctor that her boyfriend was a 16-year-old um, and was not a member of her church. Since Selena disappeared, there have been numerous unconfirmed sightings of her in the years since. In the weeks right after she disappeared, she was supposedly seen in Lacey Township and Hopewell Township in New Jersey, but none of these have been confirmed. Also, a business owner in Midland, Texas reportedly um, saw her or had an employee that matched her, but authorities determined that the young woman was not Selena. One of CJ's friends claimed to have seen her near Lions Mountain, New York, later in 2000, but this incident was also not confirmed. Selena does have family members um, on her mother's side living in Michigan and Florida. After her mother died, she did leave her a large life insurance policy. I believe I read it was valued at $50,000, which Selena is now eligible to collect on, but she has not. It's still pending. Um, she's eligible to collect on it now because she's beyond 18 years old. Um, investigators are calling Selena's case a missing person's case and not a homicide, and still to this day, it remains unsolved. Selena's cousin is a suspect. I'm not naming him because it's an allegation, and it's kind of egregious, but if you Google it, his name is out there. Um, they speculate that her cousin was actually the one who molested her and that he might be the father of her child. This individual has fathered seven children by four different women, um, and that was also a big deal because some of those women were in the church congregation. Selena's aunt believes that the father of Selena's baby is an individual she met while she was roller skating in Camden County, New Jersey. So let's just unpack some theories here, y'all. I can't imagine what it's like to be 12 and pregnant, period. And I definitely can't imagine what it's like to be 12 and pregnant and raised in a strict religious background, especially the black church. When you grow up in a Christian household, you're taught from the time you can remember that you're supposed to wait for marriage. And this can create an environment of secrecy and an unhealthy relationship with sex, especially towards kids, because they feel like they have to hide and they can't talk to their parents. Especially with young girls, um, this could happen with sexual abuse in the church. 
People don't want to talk about it or they blame the young girls for their own abuse by calling them fast. Some parents would rather not have the sex talk or know anything about their child having sex rather than give them an adequate education about it. It is not normal for a 12-year-old to be pregnant, and I actually read she was 11 during the time of the conception. Some theories I've come across suggest that she's run away, and personally, y'all, I do not buy it. She was 12 years old at the time, and while stranger things have happened, I just don't foresee a 12-year-old making a life for herself with a baby. That requires her to forge documentation, get an ID, have a baby on her own. I just really don't foresee that, y'all. And how would she get a car? How would she get this baby around? Where is this baby going to be when she's working to get it money? It just doesn't make sense to me for a 12-year-old. Think about how dumb you were at 12. Not going to happen. No matter how dysfunctional her family might have been, I just don't foresee her leaving her support system. My suspicion is with whoever the child's father is. He has never stepped forward to this day to claim the baby, which is odd to me because if your child's mother disappeared, wouldn't you want to know where her and the child is? I mean, that seems like simple math to me. I do ponder if it's somebody she went to church with or a family member. I do kind of lean on the side of it being an inappropriate relationship and whoever took her or may have taken her knew that closer to the due date, they'd be exposed maybe as a pedophile, maybe even as an incestuous pedophile. Who knows? I don't believe it's the 16-year-old that she told her doctor about. I know that young girls can be easily manipulated to say anything. I believe that whoever was the child's father probably told her to keep their quote-unquote relationship under wraps and lie about who she was actually dating. There's also been some theories that she ran away with her child's father and then was killed, which I could see that as being plausible too. Um, to go back to her child being, her child would be now 22, which raises another flag for me because th at this point, this child would have went through the education system. They would have tried to find a job. She would need a social security number. It just, it doesn't make sense to me for her to be living this life independently it just doesn't it's also extremely weird to me that her father no longer cooperates and also her father waited until she was nine months in order to take a paternity test I'm sorry when 11 or 12 year old child is pregnant the test needs to be done as soon as possible I truly hope this case is solved it's a shame that this didn't receive a tenth of the coverage a Lacey Peterson did or anything like that I also read an academic article from the CDC that the second lead cause of death for pregnant women is homicide. The first one is death in a car accident, and that is very perplexing to me and quite scary. I got this information for this episode from The Charlie Project. The Charlie Project has wonderful, wonderful resources and tools and just information about missing persons, so I encourage all you guys to take a look at their website. I'll also post it on my Twitter so you guys can see it as well. And I would also like to say if you have any information on the whereabouts of Selena Mays, please contact Willenboro Police Department at 609-877-2253. 
Before I wrap up, I would like to end with this week in true crime news. It's a lot of mess this week, so just be prepared to be annoyed because I was annoyed even just researching it. So a teacher's aide in St. Louis is accused of hiring a hitman to kill a student he molested. Deontay Taylor, aged 36, with the help of his boyfriend, Michael Johnson, aged 66, pled not guilty to the counts. Taylor worked at an elementary school in 2015 where he allegedly molested a student. And he wasn't arrested at that time for whatever reason. It didn't say it in the articles I read. He was arrested in November 2018 after his DNA was found to match samples from his former student. Um, He also has HIV, so I hope he didn't spread it to this child. While in jail, these dummies try to hire a hitman to kill the student. Taylor now faces sodomy charges in addition to conspiracy to commit murder and witness tampering. I have no sympathy for teachers or babysitters or anything like that that molest their students, so I hope they get punished to the fullest extent of the law. That is disgusting to me. I don't even know what I would do if it was my child, my niece. I don't even know what I would do. I just think it's the most deplorable thing you can do. Some other mess I read in the news was rapper Q Money was arrested on April 18th for the alleged murder of Calvin Alexander Chappelle. He shot him multiple times with a handgun. According to police reports, Q Money was found standing over the victim's dead body with the gun. His roommate ran to wake up the victim's cousin up and the pair took the gun away from him and then forced him out the house. Um, I find this very disturbing. I've never heard any of his music. I don't know if any of you guys have ever heard it. So let me know if you have heard a song or anything like that. But it's not looking good for him either. My next story pisses me off the most out of everything I've talked about today, to be honest, except Selena. Um, Samuel Lee Scott was charged with first degree murder of the death of his wife, Marcia Johnson. He was released from jail after the nonprofit group St. Louis Bail Project posted his $5,000 bail after he was arrested for domestic violence against his wife, Marcia. The St. Louis Bail Project is a national organization that bails out people who cannot afford their own bail. After he was bailed out the same night at 7.45 p.m., he went to her home and viciously beat her. She succumbed to her injuries the next day. The incident he needed bailing out from was from an incident in January where he assaulted her by hitting her in the face. This left her with injuries on her ear and cheekbone. But get this, y'all. He was also heard saying that he might as well finish what he started since she was going to contact the police. So this is like honestly where I get pissed because the executive director of the bail project released like a half apology in my opinion and I just felt like it was super insensitive. I'll read a couple blurbs of what she said. First of all, she said she was deeply saddened. However, where she lost me is she said they weren't to blame for Johnson's death. And while that's partially true, she did not, they did not kill her per se, but they gave him money or they bailed him out, which in turn allowed him to be free to kill her. And I do feel like they share some responsibility in what happened to her. I do 100% agree that the bail process in our country needs reform. 
However, this guy should not have been let out. Bail reform and bail projects should not happen for violent offenses such as domestic violence. They should happen for alcohol-related offenses, not talking about DUI. I'm talking about maybe drinking, public drinking, or maybe a marijuana charge or something like that, as long as you're not distributing it. But this domestic violence stuff is no joke. And as you can see, women are dying at the hands of their partner. Like I said, I'm completely for bail reform. And I've often seen cases where people have sat in jail for months or even years for bails for $250 or less, and that's completely unacceptable. So I do agree with the bail reform, but this case is just egregious, and it disgusts me, to be honest. And I just want to say, rest in peace to Marcia. If you know anyone suffering from domestic violence or you're suffering from domestic violence, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. And last but not least, Y&W Melly, whose hit song is Murder on My Mind, is now facing the death penalty, which is crazy to me, y'all. He's only 19, so this is kind of, it's kind of sad because three lives are thrown away. He's awaiting trial for the double murder of Anthony Williams and Christopher Thomas Jr., I read the court documents, y'all, and it's really not looking good for Melly. Just, I'm going to be honest for to y'all. Uh, authorities allege that he committed the murders for financial gain, and his victims were shot multiple times in the head, neck, and torso. I also read that those were his friends, so if he did that to his friends, that's not cool at all. Um, I will definitely be tuned in to these case proceedings and his trial because I'm just very interested to see and how it shakes out, this could be a big case for either the prosecution or his defense attorneys. I mean, I'm very interested to see what kind of points they're going to make and argue in court. So I'll definitely be tuned in and I probably will be tapping in with y'all on the podcast about what kind of updates are going on with his case. And that wraps up this week in True Crime News. I do have a few announcements for you guys. Crime Noir does have a website pending. It's coming soon. I can't say how soon, but soon. <laughs> and we are finally live on iTunes. So be sure to continue to like and share and subscribe. And please rate me on iTunes. And as always, I appreciate you guys for listening and rocking with me. And I apologize for taking the week off, but we back. Thank you. Talk to y'all on Thursday. Thursday.